This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Andrew Keller, I don't believe I've yet confessed to you my love for the great David Chang. I love Chef David Chang. Maybe you know him for his restaurant, Momofuku, but he's got a gazillion of them. He has a TV show on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. His charity is known as the Southern Smoke Foundation. Anyways, I love David Chang. I could talk all about David Chang, but our quote comes from him today. Just because something has been good in the past doesn't mean it will continue to be good. Andrew, we've all been there. We've all been at the Peppermilk Casino at 3 a.m. in the morning at the craps table, just bouncing the dice in and around the number without rolling craps. You're totally free rolling. You got a nice bankroll. It's all going well, but it won't go well forever. When is it decide? time to decide? You know what? It's been good. Got to go. I mean, with that craps analogy, are you saying that winning money doesn't feel as good the second time as it does the first time? No, what I'm saying is that eventually they built those casinos because they win. So if you're doing good and winning, if you stay there long enough, you won't win. So at some point, just because you've done good doesn't mean you'll always do good. Oh, I see. I was thinking about it in the context of food. I do have one thing to say personally. I ain't as good as I once was. I got a few years on me now. But I'm as good once as I ever was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this this made me originally think of growing up, going to the macaroni grill was a nice treat. That was oh, always yeah. something really nice. And when I lived in San Francisco, I was working on a project and there was a macaroni grill that had been built and uh it was new and i was like you know what i'm gonna check it out and it was terrible and it was not <laughs> as i remembered it so i think there is also something of like the euphoria of something being new and you remember it a certain yeah. way and especially yeah. the more time goes by once you have it again i think it's almost impossible to live up to expectations you know i do think people have this sort of theory they live by. If something is going good, don't change it. But back to the quote, it's not always going to stay good. Right. If it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think that that's really a good way. I mean, that's living in the safety zone. No risk, no reward. Like, there is something to be said about having uh, a safe or consistent life. It's like, all right, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine. And there is some comfort in that, but then you're not going to experience uh, higher highs because you don't take risks. You know, I, I love, I don't get headhunters, never call me because that's just, it's not my business, but I love to ask my friends that are sort of successful, like, hey, do you get headhunters calling you? And I'm always surprised when people are like, yeah, I don't take those calls. Like, like you're doing well, you're good at your job. Someone wants to call and poach you to another company and they're like, yeah, I don't even want to listen to those calls. Why would you not even at least listen? Well, I would I would guess pretty much everyone has listened to at least one because I listen to them and it's for the most part generally salespeople who don't like they're just cold calling and they hope like once you talk to them, I still get once a week people on LinkedIn reaching out to me to try to get me to work at some other construction company. And every once in a while, I'll talk to them like, oh, so what's your experience? I was like, you reached out to me. Like, if you have a job for me, let's do it. They just... 
a lot of times HUD hunters are just playing the numbers game. And I think that's once you've done it, you're like, all right, I know what this is. And that's no, but I've but on the flip side of that though, I've had plenty of friends say, Oh yeah, we get call I get calls all the time on LinkedIn from um consultants and they take them and a good they go down the rabbit hole and they really do enjoy it so i don't think all people on that get consultants that get your number no. are, are just screwing around I, I would assume some of them are but i'm always baffled though if you if you hold to the point that people really do want to hire you for a job that they're like you know what no i don't even want to i'm doing good i don't even want to concentrate on anything else something i think is interesting is every year you guys go to tahoe i think you go to the same place yeah, I have a very different philosophy on vacation. I don't want to go to the same place twice yeah. ever. Does it live up to expectations every year or is it just different? Or what do you think about that in terms of vacations? Yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm with you. I definitely do that every year. What I think that does for us is it kind of is like a time capsule. It like I look at the pictures of when the kids were young at the beach versus where they are now. I, there is some romanticism about this spot that we always go to kind of puts us in the zone, but I'm kind of like you, I always want new adventures. So another week of the vacation year in summer, we typically go somewhere where we haven't been. Oh yeah. Nicole and I are talking about delayed honeymoon and one of our criteria is going somewhere. Neither of us has been before. And uh, I'm excited about that. Is if you're going, if your life's going well, like your marriage is going well, or your job is going well, or whatever's going well, is it possible in your gut to forecast what it's going to be in a year, two years? Can your gut kind of do well enough to go like, you know what? It might take a big left turn. I should jump off the ship now. Um, Maybe I'm not, not sure your. I understand the question. <laughs> Maybe not your. But like, can you? Can your intuition tell you what your what where your life is going? And maybe uh, you should sort of plan for it. I don't think so. I think, I mean, you can have intuition and you can make a decision and you can look back on it and it could have been right. But I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's like, I think this is the right thing to do. And what, I think you can make informed decisions and, and make stuff based on data, but like things can change without your control at the last second. So I don't know if you can forecast it kind of like rolling the dice you don't know how it's going to turn out till you do it. Some people are really good at it. Some people, I don't know. I, they have a, I don't know, want to say better intuition. Like for instance, David Chang, this restaurateur guy that I love, you know, he opened Momofuku, which became a really successful noodle bar. And he probably could have just opened a gazillion noodle bars, but he was a French chef who opened a noodle bar, then went high end, then went dessert and then went fried chicken. He's done all these different things. I feel like he was, I don't want to say change for change sake, but, I don't know. He just kind of was listening to his intuition and kind of went where the wind took him. I think chefs specifically are interesting right now because had he been born a hundred years ago or whatever, some different time, like celebrity chefs did not exist. And so mate, he probably still would have been a successful restaurateur and, and made good food. But like uh, some of it is, is your timing and, and capitalizing on opportunities as they come about. Because if he had opened a restaurant in 1980, the noodle bar probably yeah. wouldn't have turned into what it is. And so I guess to your intuition question, yes, you, you're geared more towards taking risks, but I don't know if they're necessarily 100% um, up to you. Okay, so let's circle back to my original analogy. You're at the Purple Mill, you're at 3 a.m., you've done a nice craps roll, you're bouncing around the number without hitting craps. You got some money in your pocket. Like, what is the point when you go like, you know what? It's been good. I got to go. 
Well, I guess historically, and the reason casinos are so nice is uh, most people aren't good at predicting that. I remember walking away from a craps table one afternoon in Reno and the uh, dealer being like, no one ever walks away with money. And I was like, well, I've had enough and I'm going to take my money and walk away. What are you doing, buddy? You got to give us your money before you leave. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to see a sad no. side of humanity, go to Reno. Or you can uh, check us out on... Uh, Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, oh. at Reposted Podcast. I'm Andrew Keller for the Fire Bet. Thanks for stopping by.